Tonight, on Rogue Padron. Tonight? You absolute fucks. <laughs> the book literally calls him Hazrub Namir on page 12 of the hardcover. I knew it! I knew it! I will no longer live these lies! <laughs> yes, Saf has accidentally hired a sleeping pill while writing this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> a picture of page 12. His name was Hazrub Namir, though he'd gone by others. He silently cursed urban warfare and Hydoral Prime, and whichever laws of atmospheric science made it rain. There we go. I was right. Oh god, I dropped my phone. I don't think we need to keep it. The the point was made in the first sentence, I think. (laughs) (laughs) To everyone who doubted me, I did not spoil this at all. It was on the 12th page of the book. I can't believe we got gaslit into thinking that (laughs) Namir was not revealed until much later in the book. Yeah. That's what happens on the internet. People get gaslit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but by our own patrons? Yeah. Wow. It's always people who are, like, close to you. (laughs) We trusted you. We gave you glistening bodies. Oh, listeners! You gave us money and we trusted you. (laughs) Oh, no! This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Listeners, welcome to season 16, mission 8, episode 138 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we are wrapping up Twilight Padron. It's about <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, here's, here's a quick reminder of your hosts. Oh, that's upside down. If Ash Rogue Nine was a character from Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> She'd be Bruce Banner because she's anxious and confused, but also a badass when she wants to be. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Aw, <Ash>. Aw. <laughs> Bruce Banner and Thor Ragnarok has big aw energy. Yeah. Aww, yeah. <laughs> That's the energy I aspire to have every day. You've got life. it, honestly. You've got it. It's good energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six, would be Heimdall because they show up to fix problems and get the hot goss and then peace out. <laughs> True. <laughs> Accurate. Saf, Rogue Seven, would be Valkyrie because gay! And also rides a unicorn, which is as a mythical creature that I sure New, New Zealand probably Yeah, we has. probably have it. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. glad. I love her so much. She's so gay. This seems right. <laughs> Heath, Rogue 3, who is still on paternity leave, would be Sam Neill as Odin, because at first you're like, wait, <laughs> is that Sam Neill? But you're really not sure because, like, white dudes all look the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was so funny. All of us, like, be like, Sam Neill? <laughs> <laughs> but also, the first time I met Heath, of being like, is that Heath? Is that, is that Heath? I'm at Star Wars Celebration, and it's a white guy yeah. wearing a plaid like open bun up shirt with a Star Wars t shirt underneath. Is that yeah, that's exactly like, it. I don't know. That's exactly it. That's, it's that vibe. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have known who any of y'all were if you weren't wearing a Rogue Pod t shirt. In fact, one of you was wearing a Rogue Pod t shirt, and I still didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Rogue Pod. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's all I can wear my accent. It just kind of hangs yeah. out. 
You should try it sometime. Mm. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. And I would be Hella because she does what she wants. But it's also kind of because she wants people to notice and miss her. Yeah, that's a mood as well, though. That's fair. Yeah. Also, you're badass and, like, hot as hell, so. (laughs) I aspire. I aspire to that. Well, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, (laughs) I have a question about Star Wars. (laughs) Can we talk about how Saf was right about how there's a recorder in the Mandalorian music? Wow! Saf was so right about this! Was this ever, like, a debate? I mean, apparently, people were surprised by it. Yeah, it's a bass recorder. Yeah. Were they surprised by it because they were actually surprised or because there was, like, it was a slow news day? But well, I, think, I think nobody expects I, people to use recorders outside of school. Well, I think That's like fair. there's a misconception about recorders, which is, is like they're all like crappy, like one dollar plastic nonsense. Beep, it's disrespecting beep, the recorder. Beep, yeah. Beep. Wow. Record- <laughs> yeah, I was playing Ode to Joy on mine. Oh no! Yeah, Hot Cross Buns is like the recorder song in America. <laughs> I pl- I played. No, I played Ode to Joy. What? I, yeah. Boy, I must have gone to a weird school. <laughs> See, that's about how it sounds on a recorder. I was yeah. homeschooled and I played drums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much cooler. But did you play Hot Cross Buns or Ode to Joy on your drums? <laughs> <laughs> I did play Ode to Joy on my guitar for like a church talent show at one nice. point. Nice. Yeah, it seems right. Checks out. Yeah. Um, no, but it's like, I think there's like a misconception with the recorder that it's like, they're all crappy pieces of plastic, but it's actually like a really interesting instrument. There's like alto recorders, soprano recorders, tin whistles. There's a whole like spectrum of record it's an instrument i don't play but i respect it <laughs> it's an instrument that if i was actually going to seriously pick up an instrument and it wasn't going to be a banjo i would definitely pick up the recorder just to yeah, prove it's, it it's... just to prove its value i can't play woodwinds <laughs> to save my life but honestly i probably can't yeah. either because my lungs suck but i would do it anyways i can't because my fingers can't do the two different things i don't like that that's why i can't play piano i mean that's literally like every yeah. instrument is like your hands having to do two different things at once <laughs> nope not trumpet Oh really? No, I'm a good, and that—that's why I played trumpet. (laughs) I'm a—I'm a guitar player, and like it's my job to be a guitar player, but I can't play piano with uh, like playing things with my right and my left hand at the same time. It's a yeah, it's a completely different thing. That's funny because I'm a piano player and I can't play guitar to save my life. (laughs) I can't play. You're having to do two different things with your hands. One hand is doing the chords, and one hand is having to strum. Yeah, I can't. I'll, for I, piano, you're doing the same thing with both hands. So yeah, I can't do. Dress. I can't do that. Like I need. I my my hand immediately tries to like do something completely different. I can't play a single hand. instrument oh. in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did sing in choir, so there we go. I was loved in choir because Great. I had a loud voice and I could hold a tune, and everyone else was a wuss. And so what I did was I would sing loudly <laughs> so that everyone else would follow me, and then sing louder too. And then they were better singers. So as long as they were all singing. You didn't hear me so much. I just made sure that there was volume. <laughs> I did choir. So it. you provided the confidence. That's yeah, the basically. Most story I've ever heard. <laughs> I was also. A, I did. I was a tenor, which was weird because there were no other tenors, and I don't know what that means. Um, so, so I was when a I tenor also. To singing tenor, it was very good. I was also for a everyone because I was the loudest singer, <laughs> but I was singing different notes to everybody else. I was mm-hmm. forced to do choir, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> Which is funny now, considering my profession. But yeah. I mean, choir is its own thing. Yeah. But. All right. So Star Wars. Recorders are good. Uh, 
You should have known this would happen when you brought up music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't expect to go this way. Record- Anyways, recorders are good. Truly delightful. We can't we can't wait for Padrelorian season two. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna buy a, rec- a recorder and learn how to play this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Has there been any actual Mandalorian news besides that every character in the history of Star Wars is making a cameo in season two, supposedly? No. Gina Carano's in it because she posted a picture. Thank God. Of herself. Yes. That's that's really all I care about. The only cameo we care about. <laughs> yeah. But she better and not a cameo. She, a yeah, she, better not be she better be in every single episode, I swear. Yeah. Uh, Except maybe the first one. Oh yeah, we one. also okay, know we'll, about we'll Boba Fett's uh, signature spurs that every Star Wars fan knows about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we talked about that in a previous episode. I know, I just love to bring up those spurs that everyone knows about. <laughs> right. I when spent- you think Boba Fett... <laughs> You think I spent literally like an hour googling photos of his boots. That's how he got out because he was able to use the spurs to cling to the side of the sarlacc and slowly pull himself up. Oh yeah. See, I just felt like I was being desolate as a Star Wars fan once again. Danny, have you ever have you ever worn spurs? It's an experience. Oh, I want to wear spurs so bad one day. Oh my gosh, we should go visit Ash and all get cowboy boots. Is there a practical? Is there a practical application of having spurs? Yeah, like it's for not, hurting horses. Yeah, it's for hurting the horses. The... It's for hurting horses, yeah. Oh, so it's like stab horses on the side. Yeah, you're like, yeah, pretty much. with your legs, and then it like stabs him into the horses. Boba Fett would wear horse <laughs> stabbers on his feet. It's <laughs> it's totally humane. It You're not like stabbing, yeah. you're not like stabbing It's not the actually horse. that bad. <laughs> it just yeah, seems like Yeah, but you know like Boba Fett like secretly has. Yeah, Boba Fett. He's got like knives going inwards. Man. I don't it like. Sucks. I don't like this. We are not a Boba Fett stand podcast. <laughs> apparently, you did the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not a Boba Fett out. stand podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that not. that ever needed to be said out loud, but just in case. <laughs> right. Here on episode one thirty eight, we're making it very clear: this is not a Boba Fett stand <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of not Glad being th- a Boba Fett stand podcast, <laughs> <laughs> great. Let's yes, talk about something entirely unrelated to Boba Fett. Twilight Company, chapter 33, to the end, baby! <laughs> Yay! It's happening. I almost picked up the book to start reading the book instead of actually the notes. Um, no, you have to read these notes <laughs> yeah, and no. verbatim, I might add. Verbatim. It will be largely verbatim. Uh, as the <laughs> intro warned you, I was hardly sleeping pills for most of this. <clears throat> Anyways, Planet Solace, day two of the Siege of Anusu Tor. First of all, did I get pumpkin soup on this page? What the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh no! <laughs> Namir is having an arguably worse time than spilling. Wait, you can't just like go book. into the next bullet without letting us discuss that first bullet point, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> was it pumpkin soup? Did you solve the mystery? I don't know. I didn't want to taste it because it was all dried and gross. So like, <laughs> you didn't lick your book. I didn't lick my book. I don't know because <laughs> obviously this would have happened like ages ago. So God coward. Knows. Okay, wait. Okay, okay. Don't call me a coward. Hang on. Okay, we're doing this live. <laughs> Chapter three, 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 right? What is that? It's... Please don't look your, like your book. Oh my god! Saf, oh my god! Saf, years, Saf just licked her book. Saf, <laughs> tastes like paper. <laughs> that did not paper solve soup. the mystery at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe you spilled some orange paper on your book. Maybe I did. For the. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I'm horrified. I just witnessed. What about the listeners that are at work? I still may have some of that sleeping pill in my system, so. (laughs) So 
so good. Uh, Namir is having an arguably worse time than spilling food on his favorite book as he wakes up being carried by stormtroopers after they've dug him out of the rubble. Yeah, fair. No, sucks. The stormtroopers discuss if he's even worth bringing back since he might just die on the way. A certain lady stormtrooper by the name of SP-475 calls in their prisoner to command. <laughs> the man... I'm having a time reading this. <laughs> the man with her says they're going to have to start door-to-door carols. Sorry, I mean searches and arrests and 475 argues with him since it's clear this useless band of rebels didn't even manage to contact anyone. Wait, were you suggesting they were going to go Christmas caroling on Solist? Yeah, I did. That would be great. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I thought was going to happen for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Namir notices that 475 vocalizer has been melted and singed, which has fucked up her voice. Thanks, Twitch. You better be alive, you fuck. She just takes off her helmet. Jeez. <laughs> revealing a young face etched with hard lines. Uh, the Stormtrooper tries to guilt Namir into giving up his secrets with the typical cop bullshit of like, oh, you signed up to die, but these poor, innocent people we subjugate every day and don't really mind killing didn't. How dare you? Uh, and Namir just tells him to go fuck themselves. Yeah, and Mir's right. Yeah. Thankfully, he's saved from saying anything more by a barrage, 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 of barrage, barrage thank you, of blaster bolts. While his captors turn to deal with the attack, Namir stumbles his way off, trying his best not to straight up barf everywhere. Boy, you have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he gets- I feel like that's Namir's forever yeah. mood. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I really want to stress just how bad he his like physical self and his mental self are at this point. Like he is dizzy, so the world is bad. spinning, he is seeing like flashbacks as hallucinations in the real world. Like this guy is messed up. He's probably only like his third concussion in a day. And he's like nineteen and I'm like, oh boy. Oh, every time I get reminded of that, I'm like, oh boy. He gaps it to the attackers. Who among us? Who among us? Yeah. <laughs> He gabs it to the attackers to find not Roach nor Twitch, but a Solistan. <gasps> a rescue's a rescue, though, and captives can't be choosers. He runs after a savior, but eventually collapses and buffs his guts out. Our guy is messed up. Fucking Whoa. Skywalker never had to deal with this shit. What does he know of war? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I, uh... I was feeling bitter last night. <laughs> Wow! He's just like, prances into the rebellion, and he's like, hi, everybody! Oh, I killed the Death Star! (laughs) And, like, he's just, like, having a great time. (laughs) I like sleeping pills, Seth. (laughs) Me too, I should do this more often. No, you should not! No, I mean, write notes. Ash, this is your fault now. Write Mm -hmm. notes on the nights that I take them, not purposefully take them to write notes. Yeah. Ash, you made this happen. (laughs) (laughs) The Celestine helps him back up and tries to talk to him when he asks if it knows of any others that survived. Unfortunately, Namir does not know Celestine, but he gets the impression that the Celestine doesn't know about the others. I really like the Celestine. Me too. Seems to have it together. Yeah. Yeah. Namir tries to say he should go look for his friends, and the Celestine is like, look, dude, you are fucked up, and Stormtroopers are looking for you. Come with me, you idiot. (laughs) He communicates See, this with a single Celestin look. says it like it is. Yeah. Communicates it with a single look. So Namir follows the Celestin. Namir's still cuffed, but that's just life now, I guess. They hear screams <laughs> around the city as Imperial patrols harass the citizens. A cab. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. The Celestin leaves. Also, his- all stormtroopers are cops. A sack. A sack. 
All stormtroopers all co- are cops and a cab. So the expression would be a sack a cab. A sack a cab. A sack a cab. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not not the hardest thing we've had to say on no, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's an appropriate amount of vowels and cops. Yeah, it, yeah, it leads into it, itself. When it alternates like that, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A sack a cab. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> it does also sound like the name of a Star Wars planet, though. It does, yeah. Yeah. If I have the right Star Wars book, I'm going to slip that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mid-room siege on a Saka cab. Yeah. <laughs> the Solicitor leads him down some steps into an unmarked cantina. Hmm, sound familiar, glisteners? Hmm. <laughs> I think it's the cantina with Zara's un- where Zara's uncle used to work. Yes. <laughs> I think that's yes. what I was implying there. <laughs> yeah. We are picking up what you are putting down. Okay, good. Just making sure. <laughs> Almost as if it was foreshadowing. <laughs> And you're supposed to make almost as if they are locations that took place in the same book on the <laughs> and same, had the same de- description. Namir <laughs> follows his new bestie into the kitchen, then down even more stairs, hidden behind a freezer. Oh in my the- gosh, there is a secret rebel base in the kitchen. Yep. Oh my gosh, it sure is. If you're gonna have a secret rebel that's, base, the kitchen is the way to have it. Because like fighting the re- fighting the empire gives you the munchies, <laughs> along with other things. No wonder I'm hungry all the time. Because you're fighting, because the, empire. fighting the, the empire. Empire fighting that you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> this makes it sound like I smoke weed all the time, but I want to promise you, yeah. I do not do that. That's, Especially that's where we seem to be going with this one. Especially when you follow up with, yeah, yeah. I, I did that yeah. wrong. I, I did that wrong. The real reason I'm hungry all the time is because I have ADHD and my little brain needs the sugar. <laughs> my lizard brain craves it. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's a relatable feeling. You know, one. I'm in like I'm I'm at a point right now where my brain just kind of feels like a big old like bag of mush at the moment. I was kind of worried about going on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to like be okay in podcast. I'm fine now. You know, it's like you've that's... never listened to us before. Yeah, right. Like I was worried about all we of the bring, eels we bring everyone back up to our level again. Yeah. <laughs> We all equilibrate to each other ah. very rapidly. Yeah, we do. Right, but it's all like this really high, weird level. It goes very chaotic, very it's, fast. Right, it's not like we all like calm down. It's like no. Yeah, yeah. Did you say something about eels? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Is this something that I, eels uh, do? Yeah. Well, no. I. I ocean describe... facts. Ocean facts. No, this is not ocean facts. (laughs) I describe, like, my inner, like, like, emotional and, like, brain workings as, like, different eels. And so, like, the, like, when, when, like, I can't focus on, like, what to do, it's usually because my, like, several different eels are yelling at me to do different things. And, like, flopping against each other. Um, Yeah, and then, like, yeah, when I get, like, like... You know, when that, like, chest tightened and, like, that restlessness is because the eels are thrashing around. Um, and eels. so, like, I was worried because, like, today has been a very, like, eel screaming kind of day. Mm. And I was like, I need to calm down for the podcast or I'm just going to be yelling the whole time. But apparently it does not matter. It does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of eels, in the basement is a terrified crowd crammed together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full of eels. Full of eels. <laughs> His bestie settles the group in soft tones and hands around snacks and meds. Two of my personal favorite things. 
Yeah. Same. Then he pulls out a gun non-violently and everyone starts to argue. <laughs> Namia leans over to someone and is like, please help, I don't know Celestin. <laughs> she gives him a weird look as if she expects him to know it. And to be honest, it is the language of the indigenous alien species of the planet. So yeah, it should be the main language. But also I think Namir has a fair excuse here. The boy can't even read. Right. And like Namir just showed up. <laughs> To, like, wreck the Imperial facility. Yeah. Right. He wasn't here on holiday. Like, he didn't bring a guidebook. This is, like, be- a study abroad, learn the culture excursion for Yeah, him. like, yeah. boy probably doesn't even know his whole language, so uh, <laughs> I think we can give him a He break. doesn't. Right. <laughs> she tells him it'll be bad if the stormtroopers come and find them with weapons. Nimi tells her it's already bad out there. He's not giving advice. <laughs> this isn't his fight at all. But he seems to help her decide, so she takes the gun from his bestie. Namir wants to know more, but they take him back up the stairs and his bestie shoots his cuffs off. Woo! Nice. The second stop of the night is the dormitory of a housing block with a similar crowd of terrified people. His bestie hands out more snacks and meds. Partway through, the door opens to welcome in more people, serves with injuries from beatings. They were just out at the market buying food because they were out of food when the stormtroopers told them they should be at home and then went at them. Oh. Oh. Namir's bestie starts going through the medical supplies, and even though Namir is a medic, he knows what he needs to do. He helps his bestie give it as best medical care as they can. He tries to tell us. I really his- wish that his bestie had a name so we didn't just have to keep calling him the Soliston. That's why I'm calling him his bestie. I know, but I just, <laughs> I wish we got a name for this guy because he seems really interesting. He and, seems really and cool, layered yeah. And, and like someone that I care about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's okay. Maybe we'll get one eventually, or maybe not. Maybe we're just one of those side characters that just never comes back. Probably. Oh, wow. Kind of like the, <laughs> that, uh, the, that, uh, that freighter pilot. Yeah. yeah, the freighter pilot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 He tries to tell his patients that this is a stopgap thing, that they need real care. A man is like, why, you think an imperial clinic's gonna help us? And Amir's just like, good point. And he acquiesces. It took me like 10 minutes to remember what the word acquiesce was, and I do remember that very vividly. <laughs> but I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. A sack of cab. He a sack of cab. Feet. I don't know, I'm just writing, I'm just writing the notes that Danny I- wrote. Every once in a while, I get to play. I'm hard of hearing, and I get to play the game. Did I not understand that because I'm deaf, or does it just not make sense? It just doesn't make sense. Yes. Yeah. Usually, I if sure. I say it, it's because it doesn't make sense. I will just put that out there. <laughs> Afterwards, they move on to their third stop. It's a public bathhouse filled with more victims of attacks. They get back to work, though. Yes. The general mood is bitter at a rebel helping them since the rebels brought all this bad shit upon the general populace of Sullust. I really, that was not a good sentence, Seth. It's okay. The point was well received and it's a good point. It is a good point. He tries the normies who are just like trying to go about their day. The rebels like came in and blew stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that, bro? Yeah. He tries to ignore it, but a big dude who walks with the gait of a trained soldier tells him he shouldn't be here. Namir tries to say this isn't Twilight's fault, but the dude says it's their blame. He expects a punch, but the man just walks away, and he's just like, what? <laughs> oh, Namir. <laughs> he wants to spit back that this isn't the Clone Wars. Twilight is fighting for the likes of that man, of everyone here. He even believes it now. Wow. But he does hold responsibility, some responsibility for all of this. It's his plan that's driven the Empire to push Solus like this. He doesn't feel guilty, but he can't argue with the accusations thrown at him. Namir is... Real exhausted and sick, but he continues following the Celestin, his new bestie, to do this stuff the whole night. They eventually arrive at an office with three armed humans, and a woman embraces the Celestin. She finally three armed humans. Th- no, <laughs> three humans <laughs> with arms. Is that like a in between? Is that like when a Gadrin and a Namir? <laughs> 
I like that I tried to clarify that. They have a three-armed human. By saying three humans with arms instead of three (laughs) humans with firearms. Three firearmed humans. No, that doesn't. Three three spider-armed humans? Spider-armed humans. Firearmed humans. (laughs) That's not scary. (laughs) Three humans with guns. No, that's the worst one so far. That's, that's the worst kind of human. I prefer the three-arms humans. <laughs> okay, they have three arms now. Uh, that just means the best okay. What is happening? Really. <laughs> and a woman embraces and tells them with her three arms. <laughs> Wait, with her three arms or just with her one-third arm? No, with all three of them. Her one-third all arm. Three, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. She finally tells Namiya the Sullivan's name. It's Nianum. What? what? You could have guessed. Not me. Kyle's I know surprise. him. <laughs> her name is <laughs> Corsentine I think sure. of course her name is harder to pronounce than Nian frickin' Numb Corsentine their little group I don't know why I put on voices for some of these names but I do <laughs> their little group was all there was of the rebellion on Solus until Twilight turned up they sit and they swap stories basically their issue is that they can't get terrified people to revolt so instead they've been helping citizens how they can trying to win them over the little group tells Namiya they'll try to get him back to the forge in the morning, and in return, he offers to look at their plans and help them rebel a little longer. As he does this, he struggles with flashbacks and fear for the future of Twilight. He's been trying to emulate Hal, but he never really got it. He understands now what Hal was trying to do with Twilight, and while he doesn't know how the fuck Hal made it work, he also doesn't know how a blaster works, but he can still shoot the shit out of one. Our boy has a plan. <laughs> Imagine how many blasters he could shoot the shit out of if he got a third arm. Right? That is jealous. Some, that is some logic. <laughs> <laughs> it works for him. That's what matters. Yeah. Namir follows the Ash Angels up through the crevices to the surface. He climbs up to the forge, feeling that's refreshed. That's a gross sentence. The Ash Angels are birds. They're fine. <laughs> oh, it's the, the crevices, crevices that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the crevices. Not the Ash Angels. Yeah, the Ash Angels are fine. Ooh. Yeah. He climbs up the forge, feeling refreshed. <laughs> Bran meets him as he approaches. Chalice and Roach made it back last night, but she doesn't know about Twitch and the others. She'd assumed Namir went down in a blaze of glory with them. He's like, missed you too, buddy! And he hugs her, which she doesn't return, but she doesn't pull away from. <laughs> so fucking Noted. Which is about the best you can get from Brand, I think. <laughs> he asks her, see, if he had three arms, he would be hugging her with just his third arm, though. That's what kind of embrace it was. It'd be like an awkward pat on the side of the shoulder with his third arm. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what it was. <laughs> like a comforting shoulder squeeze yeah. with just the third arm. He asks her for a favor. <laughs> it's time to get the old team back together. Except Charmer, but Namira's trying to pretend he's forgotten about his old friend, so we just we just talk about it. Cool, dramatic reading time! <sighs> yes. The team is back together, except for Charmer, who we're not going to talk about. <laughs> What if that was just the line in the book? <laughs> I sure hope Freed has a has slightly better wording than me. He would yeah. make us cry with whatever he would say there. Gadrin sat in the shadows of the small piston control chamber, green and red lights winking on a panel above his head and reflecting off his chest. He greeted Namir warmly but briefly, as if reluctant to approve of the gathering without first understanding its purpose. Roach, legs splayed on the floor and back to the wall, watched Namir with confusion. A thin crimson scrape ran over her nose, an almost laughably minor scratch, given what she must have gone through to return to the surface. 
Bran stood in the corner, a small frown on her face. At least, Namir thought, she wasn't in her mask. We don't have a lot of time, Namir said, pacing before the doorway. And we have a lot to discuss, but first of all... He thought of Gadrin gently dragging him out of the cantina on Heap 9. He thought of his last meeting with Bran just days prior. He thought of how much Roach had changed since his departure for Hoth, and how he'd missed it all. I'm sorry I disappointed you. I, I know things have been rough lately. I know I've made some mistakes. I wish I could have done better by you. At the very least, I should have given Charmer a better send-off. Roach studied the floor between her knees. Bran didn't react. Gadrin said, No one expects a captain to live among his men! We feel your absence, but we know it is required! Namir smiled bitterly. Gadrin was correct, in a way. But the alien was envisioning Twilight Company as it had been, when Halad surrounded himself with Sargon and Von Gies and the others. Namir had removed himself, too, but he listened only to Chalice. Thank you, he said. Right now, though, I need your support. I need the company's support. New orders from the top aren't going to cut it today. Gadrin spread two hands, waiting for Namir to continue. The other two are on my two other guns. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed, Namir said, but (laughs) but there's a pretty big city not far beneath our feet. The people there are terrified. The resistance is weak, like it or not. We've made their lives hell, and it's about to get worse. Now we can pull up the stakes and leave, keep moving forward and try to throw a spammer into the Imperial machine. But even if we do make it to Kuwait, if this whole campaign succeeds, we all know it won't win the war. Take away the Empire's Star Destroyers, and they've still got more people and weapons and resources than a hundred rebellions. So I've been asking myself two questions. What are we doing this for? He kept his eyes off Brand. It had been her question first. And what does it take to keep Twilight alive? And what answers have you come to? Gadrin asked. He spoke delicately, deliberately. <laughs> Howell would have been proud. I didn't see those notes until after I said <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was delicate and deliberate. That was pretty delicate what for What answers Gadrin? have you come yeah. to? I don't have any answers, Namir said. I'm not sure I'm capable of finding them. Maybe that makes me unfit for command... Maybe it means I shouldn't be a part of this rebellion. But we're way beyond that point now. It doesn't matter. What does matter... He was fumbling, and he feared that he would lose his audience. This was why he'd come to them instead of the company at large, in the hope that they would forgive his awkwardness and understand his intent. I got us here by finding a goal that seemed worthy of Twilight Company. I think that was my mistake. I should have focused more on finding a way to fight worthy of all of you. If we'd done that, maybe the goal would have appeared without trying. Maybe the answers would seem obvious. Maybe Howell's invisible calculus would have kept us alive. But he couldn't promise that. That's all background now. The point is, I think it's time to forget Kuat. I think if we're going to die, we should do it here. Helping the people of Sullis, instead of marching to the core world and spitting in the face of evil. That's the best way to do right by the company and everyone in it. No one spoke for a while. They might have been waiting to see if Namir was finished. Gadrin and Brand watched him. Roach pulled her feet toward her hips and looked up. How would have approved? Brand said at last. I'm in. Roach smiled limply and shrugged. The Savart? She asked. I'm not doing this if the company isn't with me. Namir answered. However it comes out, I'm okay dying. It's the rest of you I'm worried about. Roach's limp smile became a smirk as if she was laughing at a private joke. You're cute when you're awkward. She said. Sure, I'm in. 
but the rest bet the rest of the fresh meat will be too. Ymir wanted to question her, root out the source of her soft-spoken confidence, but she'd given him what she needed, and he wasn't done yet. Gadrin? He asked. Gadrin folded first one, then the other, set of arms across his chest. His voice sounded abnormally low, entirely free of his usual joy. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought a great deal about the peoples and species we leave in our wake. (laughs) He said, This will come as no surprise to you. My heart aches for the Celestans, and I nearly wept when I saw the faces of the Celestans we forced from this facility. And yet I am reluctant to turn away from our path. Not because of the blood we spilled to come here, but because... As the passion in his voice rose, the alien templed both sets of fingers. When he resumed, he so he spoke softly again. If there is ever a chance of our mission to quite succeeding, and he hoped that it might change the course of this war for the better, surely we owe it to the galaxy to see it through. The words struck Namir like a blow, reminded him of his exhaustion. He had expected someone to make that argument, possibly Brand, maybe Roach. But he'd also thought if anyone would back him, it would be Gadrin. Yet the alien wasn't finished. You claim that the ultimate outcome of Quat's destruction would be insignificant in this battle. If we knew that to be true, I would not hesitate a moment to give you my support. As it stands, it is your word against the word of Governor Chalice shouldn't be a hard choice, Bran said. Has she not sacrificed enough? Gadrin asked. Proven her dedication to the company? He shrugged. Even if not, you must admit that her karaoke cover of Ironic is pretty great. <laughs> That's true. Also, you must still grant that she is best suited to the judge to judge the true harm we do to the Empire. I will not prepare the others as you recommend, but we will not act unless she gives the order. Fair enough, Namir said. Let's go. <clears throat> I was going to say something there. Oh, I appreciate how all of us say quite differently. It's in the true Star Wars spirit. It's true, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's it. extremely Star Wars and I love it. <laughs> Namir finally goes to face Chalice, while his squad, sp- sp- his squad spreads the plan mm-hmm. through Twilight. She's planning their evacuation and doesn't seem interested in having an actual conversation with him. And she's giving Big direct... Word orders yeah. to his people he's pissed about that when he asks her if Oop. she's taking direct command she looks at him and he realizes how fucked up she looks too <laughs> like she is not what? looking good <clears throat> she looked old but not fragile as if she'd been whittled down by a knife's edge by the events of the past days namir was gone namir was gone she had to do something he can doubt her later he tells her they need to give up on the shipyards he wants to do good here where they are she starts trembling, and he realizes he's never seen her lose control before. He wonders if she's just going to argue, like yell at him, attack him, whatever. She tells him, instead, that he'll thank her when they reach Quad. She moves around the table and aims a gun at his chest. He's not even uh! angry. <laughs> this is like the most un- or this is like the most unsurprising culmination of their relationship. And yet, yeah. I did not see it coming the first time. <laughs> <laughs> She's mad that he didn't do it with her in karaoke. Yeah. She picked a song for both of them and he just said no. She had to do it on her own. That's so rude. So rude. He's not even angry though. He doesn't see anything of his chalice left. The woman he'd almost become fond of. The woman who'd loved Arch. His chalice. His chalice. To be fair, I wrote that, not Freed. I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) 
about to say, that's awfully familiar. <laughs> yeah, his his almost best friend. <laughs> Just imagine yeah. if he decided right now he was in love with her. Oh god, like, that would oh be boy. that's a big old age gap there. <laughs> yeah, but that's also Namir being Namir <laughs> being like, wait a minute. <laughs> that would be right. extremely Namir. Oh my god. Wait, do I have feelings? <laughs> Oh, well, we're gonna shove that down yeah, as just, deep as we possibly can. Just, well, I'm ready to the die. Black box. It wasn't <laughs> until you pointed a gun in my face that I realized how I truly feel. <laughs> I do kind of like the idea of Namir realizing he's fallen in love with somebody and then being like, it's time to die. Yeah. <laughs> I better die before I have to do anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go start a war now. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> uh... He doesn't see anything of his chalice left, the woman he'd almost become fond of, the woman who'd loved art, saved Hal's life, who'd understood him and given him advice. She's not going to kill him, though, of course. She's just going to take him prisoner. He'll leave Quart with her. When they leave the room, Gadrin just picks her up like a baby. <laughs> nice try, chalice. It's good to have a Gadrin I around from time to time. want to be picked up like a baby by... A Dexter Jetson. He picks up like a naughty baby, though, so you know. Galaxy's Dexter- still fine. To get on that. Still fine with this. <laughs> she pick leaves- me up any way you'd like. <laughs> Gad- Gadrin can pick me up any way he wants. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Fine with me. Fair. She glares at Namir with all the hate in the world. Namir doesn't give a speech to the company. He can't do speeches, as shown previously by Chalice doing all the speeches. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's not going to do this one. <laughs> his squad will win Her over the- just be like fuck Namir <laughs> Namir sucks it. we're evacuating we're getting out of here yep. <laughs> he betrayed me Namir can S my D chalice out <laughs> Who? his squad will win over the company better than he ever can he gives a brief outline of the plan to his senior staff Carver is the main person to argue against the plan Quote, Carver, who declared Namir mad, but smiled grimly nonetheless. Von Gies and Hober seem relieved that Namir actually has, like, a good plan for once. <laughs> he tries not to think of Chalice as he watches everything, I guess, from Aspire. A runner tells him that the attack is starting, and the order for the attack starting came from the one and only Prelate Verge. Bum, bum, bum! <sighs> Planet Sullust, day three of the Siege of Inusu Tor. Realizing that Inusu Tor is not a forge, I just keep thinking it's Inusu Forge. My bad. Because it's supposed to Inuri Forge. Yeah, I think that's literally why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do continue to call it a forge throughout this thing because I constantly forget that. And every time I hit a new chapter, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it's not a forge. Well, isn't isn't the place that they're sieging the forge? No, it's not. It's a processing facility. Oh. Okay. I know, I know. <laughs> the senior staff of Twilight just finished spreading the plan when the first wave of the Imperial Assault begins. He watches it happens from position in the spire. I guess that's what he's watching. There's some battle strategy stuff, let's not worry about that, but basically the only reason they'll stand a chance is because the Empire is reluctant to destroy the forge. See? <laughs> if they decide to sacrifice the facility for the sake of destroying the rebels, things will go very bad very fast. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight is outnumbered 10 to 1. They have nowhere to retreat. This could absolutely end in a slaughter. Yet Namir isn't afraid. There are worse ways to die than fighting for one's comrades. That's right, comrade. He's got Hober as his aide for the battle, because Hober knows Twilight intimately. Intimately. Why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> I don't know, I italicized it, so I had to. What? <laughs> That's 
That's true. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. I gotta read what I wrote. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> How's everyone holding up? <laughs> Ask him again once it's over. Mm, can't. <sighs> hey, you don't know that yet. The battle's not over yet. <laughs> battle happens. Blah, blah. After some scout walkers approach and are taken out with a lot of collateral damage from Twilight soldiers, Namir and Hobro descend to watch in person. The wounded haven't overwhelmed the cafeteria where Von Gies has made his makeshift field hospital. That seems like good news, until you realize that this kind of battle either leaves people unscathed or kills them outright. <laughs> oh, great! He tells Von Gies <laughs> that the enemies will make it to the door soon. The gate, I guess. And to keep a weapon close. The soldiers of Twilight outside are tense, but they're not grim. Carver has somehow gotten his hands on an enemy grenade belt and is passing out the grenades like candy, grinning madly. Namir mm. hasn't seen Gadrin, but yeah. word is that he'd been singing in the trenches as the bombs fell. <laughs> Bless that boy. Wait, what song What song is Gadrin singing for karaoke? This isn't karaoke, this is like a war dirge or some shit. For warioki. 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 That just sounds like Wario doing karaoke. <laughs> Also, Which somehow is worse than the idea of wartime karaoke. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. Wartime that's karaoke, fair. I guess, is like bringing some joy to the dark, whereas karaoke is just bringing dark to the light. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought. It up. I feel like Gatter is just singing like silly old folk songs. Yeah, like yeah, some like, like I would my sing like grandpa. shanties and stuff. Did you just Gatter say has the song? guitars? Oh my god! Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Well, then what hand does he have his gun in? He's holding it in his mouth. Wait, he's singing. <laughs> he's staying on one foot and holding it in the other foot. Okay, oh, great. boy. He has yeah. a combination. You know those like those folk singers that have like harmonicas yes. on, a ne- on a neck brace? But like a, oh, no. but, like, a gun neck brace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does he trigger it? His teeth. I don't know. Why are you asking me these questions? I have a very intense thought process. Because you offered up an answer, Ash. That's why. Maybe. Okay, no. It's it's a combination um, guitar and gun. It's like like Stephen King's computer where he can, like, think it and it'll it'll respond. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's actually how the computer works. It uses your eye motion. Okay, so fine. The gun response. It's like the guitar flamethrower from Mad Max Fury Road, except it's a gun. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, there we go. We figured it out. I'm behind that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got there. Guitar Did gun. I say Stephen King? I meant Stephen Hawking. Yeah, you said Stephen King, but I was like, uh. I got what you meant. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, to be fair, there is still King in there. Right. The Stephen <laughs> King version, it just kills you instead of killing other people. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, the, the bullets in the gun add some extra percussion. It's great. <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> I forgot where it was. Namir says that every stormtrooper up here fighting them is a stormtrooper not in Pinyum terrorizing the locals, which is a good thing. Oh, that's true. He spies Twitch, who's alive, lurking by herself among the soldiers. I don't feel like I had to say she's alive. I feel like that's a plot. <laughs> you usually do when it comes to Twilight Company. Yeah, yeah that's fair. We, we need says, to know for certain. Yeah, we need to know for sure. Especially these last few chapters, we're gonna need reassurances that all of our favorites are alive and happy. And well, well, right now, I cannot reassure you that Gadrin is alive and happy, considering he was singing in the trenches when the bombs fell on the trenches. Um, yeah. Gadrin can survive any. Like, what are a couple of bombs? Yeah, he just catches one with each arm and chucks them out. <laughs> Ooh, like in Fate of the Furious, where um, Dwayne yes, the Rock Johnson that's the just reference I was making <laughs> just. Pushes the nuclear like bomb away 
that a submarine fired at them on the ice, and he just, like, gently pushes it off course. Just like, yoink! Yeah. Damn. Not today. (laughs) Not today, nuclear warhead. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, to be a Dexter Jester. Uh, The dream, honestly. (laughs) I think that's, like, our number one takeaway from this season, is that we all want to be. Yeah. I don't even it's remember true. what they're called. Dexter Jesters. Basilisks. Basilisks. Can't believe this, Danny. <laughs> you of all people forgetting a basilisk. <laughs> Their species name is Dexter Jetster. That is the hill I will die on. Yeah. And Dylan said they were fine with it, so... But Dylan also said that she appreciated my determination. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess we're gonna have it both ways. <laughs> we're gonna have it we both all, ways, as we do. It sounds we like Dylan is just impact. a very kind and accommodating individual who <laughs> yeah. likes anything that has to do with basilisks. <laughs> She's like, people are talking about basilisks So long as they're talking about it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> fair, super fair. Which, super we fair. all have that niche thing in Star Wars that we can relate to, I think, so yeah. that's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Twitch isn't sorry for abandoning Namir. She had to go after a squad. And Namir gets that. He asks her how she got back, and she replies with, What's Twilight Company do best? Survive. Namir laughs loudly. <laughs> oh, I love whenever he laughs. He's glad to see Twitch alive. He tries to think about Gadrin. They can count the dead later. When he looks out at the sky, he sees the Gerald on approach. He watches- I would like you to know that every time I write the Gerald, Google Docs is like, Don't you mean just Gerald? And so it recommended me to say he sees Gerald on approach. <laughs> I forgot that we named it Gerald. Well, the staff <laughs> named it Gerald. Let's not all take credit for that. You know, yeah, you know the regal fault. Imperial started for <laughs> Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. He watches the squads fire into Imperial ranks, and it feels good. He'd been off the front lines too long. The battle feels right. It feels good. I don't like okay. the implications coming out of that. Planet Solace, yeah, day three of the very season. Normal. Normally tour. fine. Normally fine. Yeah, like... It will stop highlight, stop italicizing things. <laughs> Never. Yeah, this is your own fault, Saf. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. I accept that. Thara is having PTSD flashbacks. She tried to tell cool. a prisoner they'd pulled from the rebel, the rebel, the rubble, not to get everyone caught in the crossfire. The rebel rubble. The rebel rubble. The rubble rebel. She has been trying to appeal to the, she had been trying to appeal to the compassion of a criminal and a killer. Hmm. When he'd said, he'd tell her them nothing. She'd wanted to scream at him that everyone who dies tonight dies because of you. Yikes. Quote, she'd wanted to show him the scar on her forehead, list the stormtroopers who'd been torn apart in the explosion aboard the rebel ship. She'd wanted to blame him for her uncle, still in a holding cell somewhere. She remembers uh, all this. That's definitely not their fault. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> she remembers all this because it's better than thinking about the pain. The sniper... Just missed her right lung and fused the plastoid of her armor and mesh to, of her bodysuit to her skin. She'd been retrieved Ugh. by a medevac team. At some point, she's moved to a civilian clinic with no explanation. She overhears a couple people talking between her nightmares. The woman is telling the Sullustan to get a message to Quagentane and that mm. the clinic will be open to anyone who needs it. Thara gets to her feet and approaches the medics with her blaster raised. She tells them that as long as this place is under her protection, it belongs to the Empire. Oh, oh good, God, she's digging Dara. her heels in. That's yep. good. That's, that's, that's the right lesson to learn from this. Yes. No! <laughs> Planet Solist, day three of the blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Brands behind enemy lines, picking people off one by one. It's almost as good as bounty hunting. Great. Namir asks her if she's, she's having fun, and she sure is. That's she, fine and normal. normal. She informs him 
that he's lost a chalice. She's escaped. She asks if he wants her dead or alive. He tells her after a pause Damn. to let Chalice go. It's too late. She's already shot. <laughs> but the bolt misses and she scolds herself for missing because Nemea's got a soft spot for her, but obviously Bran wants her dead. Yeah, he does. Damn, Bran. Damn, Bran. <laughs> Planet Sullust. What a surprise. The Imperials keep their distance from the forge as the Gerald Rain's turbo laser fire down. Then the firing stops. Apollana's promise is back with its X-Wings. They survived. Woo! Great. The Gerald turns his attention onto that ship. He tells Twitch, he tells Twitch, <laughs> Namir tells Twitch it'll be embarrassing if the promise survives longer than Twilight. Ha ha ha. Oh boy, that's not something you should have said. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, it'll be embarrassing. It, it would, it would be. Gallows humor. Oh, Namir. I mean, to be fair, yeah. Twitch is the one that says it'll be embarrassing. He just starts saying it. More battle happens. Then Namir tells them it's time to do it. Everyone yells and cheers and screams as the top of the mountain starts to burn. <laughs> Remember how it's a volcano? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd gotten the dig teams to channel the magma to spill all over the enemy. But Vifra, the engineer, had warned Namir half the dig teams would die in the process. A very bad, very painful death of burning alive. He'd ask if they'd do it. And of course they would. So they did it. <laughs> Lava. Yeah, War is bad. War is bad. <laughs> Lava starts to trickle out of the mountain. It's mostly behind the Imperial army, driving them forward into Twilight's fire. At the base of the mountain, Nia Num and his people have also been digging to flood the Imperial guard stations in lava. A good way to start a revolution. I guess. Mm. I mean, <laughs> more yes. battle happens. Twilight retreats. Burying people in lava is pretty good. Yeah. Like, Using, yeah. Uh, more yeah. battle happens. Twilight retreats into the facility. From behind, he ge- hears Gadrin announce, When nature itself turns against our foes, how can we lose? Jesus. Roach is with the big alien. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He's right. He's right. Thank goodness he's Roach right. is with Gadrin, because, like, it, really like Roach, I really wanted to make it out of this alive, and, like, if anyone's going to protect her, it's Gadrin. It's going to be Gadrin. And Roach is going to protect Gadrin. That's yeah, true. Right, it mm. goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. Gadrin and Roach told me Roach will help Gadrin find his heart. That doesn't make sense. Gadrin He's already found his heart. Gadrin just had his heart this whole time. Yeah, he need to find his heart. <laughs> Ignore me. That's Maybe like the one thing out. we haven't had to worry about. <laughs> yeah, it's Gadrin having a heart. It, it's really unfortunate that m- the permanent association I have with the word Roach is the horse from The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that is unfortunate. I mean. That's I mean, better is that better than or fact- worse than the word most of us associate with Roach? <laughs> yeah, like- probably better. Yeah, it's a horse. Oh. It's Gedrin and this horse. <laughs> yeah, we've already established that Roach is a horse person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Gedrin yeah. and, and Roach. Well, we need to go back and redo that dramatic reading, Saf. What? <laughs> you didn't do your horse voice for Roach. No, she doesn't have a- <laughs> she's a horse girl, but she's not a horse girl. <laughs> oh, I thought she was a horse girl. No, a horse girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, wrong wrong horse girl. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Gedron and Roach tell they'll see him after, and they tell each other <laughs> to stay safe. Nah. That's <laughs> a safe control over that. Um, That's stay safe in this revolution lava off. war yeah. thing. Yeah. Whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is like fucking forge spewing out magma that becomes yeah, lava the moment know. it comes to the surface, you know. Normal. Science fact. <laughs> Thank you for that science. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, I learned so much. 
I'm so glad. From I'm so glad Patrick. I That's why we're in the education category and podcasts on Apple. Are we? <laughs> Ooh, as they leave, he gives Roach a tight smile and a nod of encouragement. She winks at him and he laughs. Aww. Oh, boy. The ground battle can be won. Namir knows that. But the aerial battle can't. Namir knows he's done his best. He's given the spirit of Twilight its due, and he will die with a grin and a battle cry. Planet Solaced once more. Tabor has not tasted victory in a long time. Mm, he's forgotten I how- I don't like how you said it. <laughs> what, what was the implication of that? It wasn't even italicized. I don't know. Like, I just don't- I just don't like it. A like, long time. Right, especially when you use the phrase tasted victory. Like, I just don't- Yummy. <laughs> Tabor is all victory in a long time. Can we not? Can we not? It's okay, I'm done now. I'm done now. Are you? I'm done. I'm done. I promise. I promise I'm done. He's forgotten how good battle feels. The outcome is a no doubt. Verge seems nervous and eager. A comms officer tells Tabor that a shuttle is lifting off from a transport station. It's broadcasting the clearance codes that DeBoer said to watch for. Chalice, you damn fool, stop using the same codes. Right. They bring Why the shuttle genius. to their hangar with a tractor beam. I forgot what tractor beam was called there for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Verge makes Tabor join him to confront Chalice. She emerges slowly, probably all sultry. She asks him to forgive her outfit, the uniform of an Imperial Army captain with non-standard boots. Oh my god, doesn't match. Oh my god. Non-standard boots. Non-standard boots. She's sassy towards Tabor and Verge. there are rules for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's super sassy towards Tabor and Verge, like extremely sassy. Uh, she mocks Verge for not being as beloved by the Emperor as Vader. When Verge looks like he's about to hit her, she apologizes and congratulates Damn. them on her defeat. She says that she's come with an offer. If they grant her a pardon for her crimes, she'll tell them everything she knows about the Rebellion's inner workings. <laughs> <laughs> Verge grabs her face like he's trying to rip it off and tells her that the Empire has no need for a woman like her. Mm. Well, if you say so. And she pulls out a detonator. 20 iron bombs detonate within her shuttle. It's EMP time. Yeah. Baby. The Gerald groans as gravity takes hold (laughs) as the systems (laughs) give out. That could just be a sentence about an old person. (laughs) (laughs) Seth groans as gravity takes hold. Yeah, like, makes sense. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, I did, I squeal generally when gravity takes hold, like when my <laughs> knee broke and I fell. Oh my god. It's like a, <laughs> kind of sound. Um, yeah. I'm sure the Gerald doesn't do that. I, I mean, it might. I mean, it might. I forgot to write this <laughs> down, but Verge is all like <laughs> smug, like, it's fine because all of our systems are shielded and like, we've got enough power to manage everything. And Tabor's like, you fucking idiot, we're in atmosphere. <laughs> Right. Uh, so all of the things you that would fool. normally be fine, they actually need full power in the thrusters to stay up in the air, Oop. which they don't have. <laughs> nope. Nope. That Tabor... means they will go to the ground. Yep, it sure yep. does, just like the Thunderstrike. Tabor tries to warn the crew to withdraw immediately and transfer all power to the engine so they can get the hell out of there. Chalice no. laughs because their ion bombs obviously knocked out his comm too. <laughs> Right, like, why did you think that would work? <laughs> yeah, so some uh, some stormtroopers have to, like, try and pry the door open because obviously the power on the doors is not working either. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They walked right into a trap. 
Yeah. Turns out she is a genius. Verge looks as if the iron bomb had broken, has broken him too. He's frozen, staring at Chalice. Chalice tells Verge that she's a med Vader, and next to him, Verge is extremely pathetic. Mm. He refuses to withdraw from the battle. They will not fail the Empire. Tabor mm. realizes the implications of what Verge is saying. Oh no. Oh <laughs> no. They're gonna fly the Gerald right into the mountain. No, not the Gerald. Not the Gerald. Come back, Gerald. And also, you know, all of the Twilight Company. Yeah, that's that's bad. <clears throat> Chalice and Verge, like, straight up fight, like, claws. Not claws. Nails and everything. Um, definitely nails. <laughs> definitely there are nails. claws. Definitely nails, definitely squealing in that fight. You know Lots that Chalice files her nails into claws. Oh, specifically for this. Did. She's like, I'm gonna fucking tear that dude's face off. Well, and specifically she was for Namir, but she didn't end up needing it for Namir because she had a gun, so she's using yeah. it now instead. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, I bet she even has her hair in a bun, so, like, you can't, it's really hard to, like, pull it and grab it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she knows how to fight. She knows how to fight. As they fight, Tabor takes aim, and he shoots. He kills Verge. On purpose, for the record, he did not miss Chalice. (laughs) Yeah, he's just getting real tired of Verge. (laughs) He's so sick of Verge. Like, he does not, he's, his loyalty is to his people, not to Verge, and not to killing Chalice. He orders the bridge to retreat. He prepares to fire Chalice. What? (laughs) She's already fired. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) he prepares to what? (laughs) He prepares to fire at Chalice. Okay, there we go. And she laughs and asks him how, if she was alone when she shot the prelate, how could she then shoot herself in the chest? Good question. She's good. Planicellist once more. Twilight cheers as the Gerald retweets back up above the clouds. As Nobody, the Gerald retweets? It's as the Gerald retreats. What is it retweeting? <laughs> uh, evacuation time. <laughs> Nobody can guess why it's happening, but what does that matter? Still, the fighting will go on until all the Imperials are dead. Yay! Namir and his people fight on through the day. As evening turns to night, the lulls between attacks grow longer until, eventually, Twilight Company wins. Yay! A happy ending for all! Woo! The end. The end of Twilight Company. (laughs) Planet Sullust. They won, and they're happy. Two days after the siege of a new Sutor. Thara should not be alive. And yet, she is. She oh, weeps at hearing Cyrus. of the Imperials getting flooded with lava. She gets captured by the very people she tried to protect. Mm, protect. <laughs> and clothe? Clothe! <laughs> she doesn't understand, but she does surrender to the rebels when the time comes. She's officially a prisoner, but there are so many prisoners, so she's allowed to serve in a limited work-release capacity with an authorized volunteer. So okay, she's unofficially cool. working at her uncle's cantina. Of course, the moment he'd been released, he set it up as a place to provide support and resources. Of course. He watches her closely as she works. And like, yeah, she could sabotage everything, but what's the point? Right. Been there. Been been there, Sarah. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) One of the processing facility workers recognizes her as she serves drinks. The old Celestin who'd spoken up in the cantina a while back. He reaches out and gently grips her wrist. He tells her that they all pick sides and there's no shame in picking the wrong one. She wants to ask him... Who says she picked the wrong side? She <laughs> and Pinyum, of course, but her colleagues died. So many people died. And yet, the thought of shooting any of the people in the cantina makes her want to die. So hmm. she just hopes the peace lasts a little longer. Yay! A happy ending! Yay! Yay! You're gonna have to think about those feelings. Yep, Yay! just bury just them down. Feelings. Bury them down. 
The correct way to deal with emotions. Yeah. No. <laughs> Planet Sullust. Three days after the siege, almost a third of Twilight is dead. Oof. Yay! Happy what? A <laughs> hundred. A hundred are seriously injured and may never return to duty. Gadrin had lost an arm. What in the, the fight? F- but he says that's why they've got spare limbs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gadrin. Does he like grow it back like a lizard? I don't no, think so. I think he's just being just he, being nice. He's making gallows humor, you know. Just, yeah. Oh, he's trying Gadrin. to make it like no big deal, you know. Yeah. Ash will never be able to play two guitars at the same time again. Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> Roach, on the other hand, is dead. Nah. Danny this what? is <laughs> What do you mean she's nah? Fine. <laughs> she's fine. Oh, is this a Gadrin quote? It's a Gadrin quote, I'm sorry. Okay. She dived into the flood of combatants, red hair flying like a banner, silent and determined. A speeder bike laden with explosives raced towards us without a pilot. She vaulted over stormtroopers, stung by bolt after bolt, but never hit full force, until she had a clear shot at the speeder. Then everything flashes in fire, and she died our savior. I mean, that's pretty cool. Namia asks if any of that is true. Gadrin shrugs. No, she's still alive. Gadrin shrugs and says that there are no certainties in battle. Exactly, she's still alive. Yeah, we didn't see the body. Bran tells him that Roach was okay. She didn't need him. He'd yep. done enough. Yep. He's sad. He doesn't want his friends to die. Because what's the point of making friends if you just lose them while in battle? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> not to want your friends to die. <laughs> Namir! His feeling. It's like the definition of two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. No, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> no, Danny was right the second time. You No, no. <laughs> Maybe one step forward, four steps back, depending on the day. Yeah, depending on the day. Depending on what the step is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brand actually relents and tells him that she misses them all too. Nimeda good, oh. and she's not going to go anywhere. Pinyam is oh. free. Pinyam is free! There's an exclamation mark at the end of that. Oh, this is an actual yay moment. Yay! Yay! Pinyam! Pinyam says, Celest will change now, for the better. Namir mm. wanders Pinyam alone, and he admires it, unembarrassed without his people around him to judge him for his rural ways. Oh. <laughs> Namir, this is really, like, the least of Pinyam your Pinyam is now. beautiful, and he gets to enjoy it. I don't want people to judge me for appreciating a city. For once, he actually gets to enjoy the place he's at. And it's a beautiful place. Uh, The senior staff talk about what to do next. Quart's off the table, obviously. Namir says they should take time to recover and think, maybe wait for new orders. Gadrin wants to go back to the Thunderstrike, and Namir asks him if he wants to be Twilight's liaison with with Pinyam. He's asking for Namir's sake, like his sanity. He doesn't want to let Gadrin go. He tells Namir that he'll do it, but he can't be his lieutenant, and he can't be her. A recorded message comes in for Namir. It's jealous! (laughs) <gasps> she congratulates him on surviving. She's not returning to the Rebellion, and she's not returning to Twilight. Because while their goals aligned, they weren't actually a good match. It's best that their paths never cross again. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Quote, Since I left Hydora Prime to join your company, I've been humbled. I've been humiliated. She thought her and Namir had a kinship, but he judged her like the Empire did. Thought her talent was for making promises instead of keeping them. She tells him she could have won at Kuat struck a painful blow against the Empire, but he didn't trust her. Mm. The hologram ends, and he's alone. That's not really what 
this was about, Charles. Yeah, you really, they both just kind of got so close and then missed the point. They both, right, like they were, they were traveling toward each other, but then they're actually on different tracks. Yeah, they just slightly missed, slightly missed. Um, Numisera Sector, five days after the siege. For the first time ever, Ivari Chalice, former governor of Hydoral Plime, emissary to the Imperial Ruling Council, thorn in Twilight Company's ass. Namir's be- brief bestie, that bitch, is free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she has the world's longest business cards. Yeah. yeah. They just keep getting longer, too. Yeah. Custom printed. She'd used Tabor's loyalty to his crew to sway him to let her go. Here's to the malleable brains of guilt-riddled old men. Huzzah! If only they were more malleable. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks of the company and of Namir. She could have told him... She saved their sorry hides, but she only owed him a farewell. She considers what to do next. Go to Crucible and become an artist, giving kids candy so they'll bring her clay, or sell her secrets. Well, she has plenty of time to decide for once. Those Go sure are different option. options. Yeah, like, definitely you can do a that, lot of things with clay. Like she seriously considers going to like Namir's home planet and trying to do good. And I'm just like, oh, Chalice, please do that. Please do that. And she's like, nah. Uh, boring. <laughs> back to Planet Sullust, five days after the siege. There's an emptiness in Namir after seeing Chalice's message. One that he remembers from after his father died. Oh, he's baby mourning. Boy. He's in he's in grief. <laughs> Nobody in the company will understand why he misses her, so he keeps it to himself. The funeral takes four hours. Hober and von Gies find a speaker for every single dead person, which is impressive. Gadrin gives four eulogies. Roaches. Danny, that's you. Uh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Child of an age of empire and war, never broken and fiercer than us all. Even the droids receive send-offs, receive send-offs, which Namir doesn't get, but he's like, cool. Even (laughs) the Thunderstrike gets its send-off. Ugly girl and meaner than sin calls Commander Tona. Namir, Gadron, Bran, Twitch, and Tona gather in a cantina after. Well, Namir hovers nearby. Bran tells him not to bother trying to get him to join. Dramatic reading. Final pages of the book. The cards are lucky tonight, Tona declared after a competitive round. You should join us, Captain! I'm busy, Namir said, and jetted a thumb back at Carver. Carver shouted something obscene. Don't let me slow you down. You'll never get him to join, Bran said with a smirk. She'd been drinking just enough to loosen her lips. Twitch snickered. Tona looked to Gadrin, who shrugged gently. He thinks we do not know, Gadrin said. Know what? Tana asked. Gadrin glanced sidelong at Amir, who scowled at him. I have spoken out of turn, Gadrin said, placating. The captain's choices are his own. Bran jumped in. No Sabat games where he grew up, she said. He can't admit he doesn't know how to play. I know how to play, Namir snapped. Twitch burst out laughing. Gadrin looked contrite. Oh. <laughs> that you're a sharp and bitter laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Twitch, not Gadrin. <laughs> I'm Twitch? Oh, Twitch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sharp and bitter. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, okay, sharp and bitter. Ha. Huh. Actually, the first one worked really well. Yeah, the first one <laughs> Brad just leaned back in her chair and played a hand that won her the pot. It wasn't a bad night. 
When most of the others had returned to the processing facility or to lodgings offered by the Solistans, Namir walked with Gadrin through the quiet streaks of Pinyam. I want to hold an open recruit, Namir said. Noon tomorrow, if the Pinyam Council approves. Gadrin nodded slowly. You mean to continue Hell's tradition? He asked. You have had concerns in the past. Still do, Namir said. But Howell knew what he was doing, and if this is how we fight, then that's how we endure. He spoke with certainty. He'd already chosen the path. This was the only next step. The citizens of Pinyam trickled slowly into the market after the announcement went out. Some only came to question the Twilight recruiters before walking away. Others watched fearfully from a distance. But soon the lie grew long, filled with a motley assortment of old young and old, pampered and desperate. Namir recognized a few of the locals from his rounds with Nian Num on the night before the battle. He saw a withered Sullustan offer his expertise as a mechanic, an eager human youth who'd never fired a blaster volunteer to take up the fight against the Empire. The open recruit continued into the evening and night. What the coming weeks would bring for Sullust and for Twilight remained in doubt, and the end of the war was no longer even the distant dream it had been on Hoth. Yet one thing was absolutely certain. Twilight Company lived on. We did it! We did it! Yay! Yay! Oh, what a happy ending! It's a beautiful. I'm gonna cry. It was wow. really good. <laughs> it was good. So we'll share more of our feelings about the book next week in our State of the Squadron. Whoop whoop! The State of the Company, I guess. State of yeah. the Company. Not a squadron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Last week's listener question was, if you were going to name a new canon Imperial Star Destroyer, what would you name it? Liam said I would name my Star Destroyer Liam. That way I would have a ship named after myself. That would be so cool. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> what a pure answer. That's cute. Uh, Hassan said my uh, ISD name is Equality. Oh, no. Oh, that's weird for the <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Like, that, that seems kind of like... At first, you're like, oh, equality, but then, like, then they commit, like, a lot of genocide. Yeah, and you're like, like, oh, that that kind of Oh, that kind of equality. Equality is in italics here. Yeah. (laughs) Equality. (laughs) Putting the quality in equality. (laughs) Uh, X-Wings Industry said my canon Imperial Star Destroyer name is brackets boiler... Boilerplate corporate statement about respecting justice and diversity bracket. <laughs> <laughs> it's kept. It's captain is Spob Yeager's cousin's son oh and has bombarded five peaceful planets this month alone. God oh damn. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> really calling some people out there, huh, X-Wings? <laughs> Tom the fanboy said, my new canon ISD is named Enterprise. When it shows up on scanners, the enemy is so confused about being in a crossover, they lose precious precious seconds of reaction time. Smart. <laughs> Strategic. That's so stupid and I love it. <laughs> Dinner leader said uh, his ISD would be named the Coke. Casilacanth. 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 I only know how to say uh, that recently, which is why I know. <laughs> seems like a really intimidating a word, but it's how really to say just, that recently. Seems like a really intimidating word, but it's really just a super ugly kind of fish. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What do you mean, super ugly? Hang on, I need to actually look up what this looks fish. like when it's not. Sheila can't. When it's when not. It looks not like, an like, it's not like it does an Animal Crossing. It's cute. Oh yeah, it's pretty cute. 
Yeah. It's, it's like, like terrifying. It's, it's a it's, it's an ancient creature of the deep. <laughs> this might mark the first episode where a dinner leader earns a glistening attack of the clones Anakin from Meg herself. <laughs> oh damn. It is actually. We're already putting that in the book. <laughs> Yikes. Oof. Everyone look away and let's move on to the next one. <laughs> uh Meek said my ice dude would be named uh Widow with seemingly dead husband. <laughs> Wow! It's alive for play to finally catch the rebellion's greatest pilot. This ISD is one of the few to exist in both canon and <laughs> Damn, a rare Imperial Star Destroyer. Wow. Uh, Yubsy said, "I'm naming my canon ISD Stabby because you can't stop me." It's true, we can't, Yubsy. We She's can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Baby Yoda. Apparently, I don't know who this person is. It's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Apparently. Baby Yoda. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was very clear. <laughs> My Star Destroyer would be named the hashtag hashtag. It would be redundant and useless, just like most politicians. <laughs> uh, Thomas said the uh, the recanonizer whose star system inf- uh, itinerary, battle history, officers, etc. are all names that appeared tangentially in old Legends material. <laughs> oh I love that. Nice. Uh, Odie s- said the Cinderella named after its most famous mission. Hmm. Uh, uh, I don't get that one. I don't either. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> I am, but I am going to admit it anyways. Face your fear, and I admit that I don't understand. Odie, explain your joke to us. <laughs> explain to Odie. <laughs> uh, and Bethany said the ring because there's only one ring to rule them all. Nice. Well, Sleeping Pill Seth answered this question for me and gave me two options. Uh, one is, <laughs> I would name it the lipstick in my Valentino white bag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spill lipstick in my, my Valentino, Valentino white bag? bag? <laughs> and the other one is Harold the Lesbians. The Harold the Lesbians. Yep, the Harold the Lesbians. Great. I would name my new canon Imperial Star Destroyer the Snow Cone. Oh, nice. I would because call mine the vibe, like check. the vibe check. The vibe check. <laughs> Holy oh, shit, that's I extremely good. That. I'm giving my glistening body to Ash because it's really good. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have an Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, Meg. Oh, Meg. come on. Now, now we all feel bad that we have Imperial Star Destroyers. <laughs> I would have one wow. in like the nature of the errant venture, which Wait, is just like the high road. They yeah, gave yeah. me a star destroyer when I have no business having a star destroyer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no. And then business I just kind of ollie out of there. Because I am booster Tarek, apparently. Fine, I can fine, see that. fine, 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 fine. Um, I would name it the Imperial Star Destroyer Yeet uh, because it's so <laughs> it yeets things. And the lasers also sound like that when when they fire. <laughs> X-wing lasers kind of do sound like they're saying "yeet," don't they? Yeet. <laughs> they could sound more like they're saying "yeet." They could. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm giving my glistening body to Bodhi. Ash. Okay. Because vibe check is really funny. Vibe check is really funny. Glistening body to Yubsy because I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm. Um, That's fair. The, my glistening body goes to Mika because Widow would see me with dead husband. That's so funny. Is so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna add, give my add it to your shelf, Mika. Yeah, I'm gonna give mine to Tom, the fanboy, <laughs> just because it made me laugh. Enterprise is good, and that then of good. course my glistening um, Attack of the Clones, Anakin Skywalker, Padawan Braid goes to Dinner Leader for calling for saying any fish is ugly. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this uh, this week's question is, or next week's, I guess, since we're reading Shadowfall next, and because we heard that there may be Twyco references in Shadowfall, which team up would you like to see between one Twyco member and one Alphabet Squad member? No, no, no. Say say oh. the, say the name. Say the real name. <laughs> I don't know. Ab Squad. Yes, there you go. I'm proud of you. All right. Um, I I want my team up to be Gadrin and Will Lark. <laughs> Of course, of course. Uh, because that would just be really cute. And I just want them to, like, go to a market to, like, refill supplies. <laughs> there was, there was an just- episode of Star Wars Rebels where that exact thing happened. Yeah. It's it's Zeb and Ezra getting Melu runs. Oh my god, yeah, and it's basically Gadrin and... Just do that exact episode Will. except swap out for Gadrin and Will. Yeah, but Gadrin and Will, because... I think it'd be more fun because they're not fighting with each other. They're like trying yeah, to help each right. other out. And yep, like, that's totally true. The, the trouble that they get in is that like someone comes up to them and they've lost like their pet something and like they have to go find it. <laughs> like their pet pygmy rancor. Yeah. They're like, Oh gosh, we have to go find it because like people are really mean about pygmy rancors. And yeah. so they don't want it to like get hurt. I actually then, have to think about this for a week because there are two that I'm I really think want about to answer. And, and then at one point, Will gets hurt, and then Gadron has to carry him around like a princess. Meg, have you already written this fic? Maybe it might go on <laughs> Patreon soon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, my team up would be Chas the Chaddock and Roach because she totally Aww. survived Solist. Oh, and, because and music. They would just party so hard. And rock out to so much music and just like stay up until three. They'd be like the last ones on the dance floor at the club every night. Namir and Erica are just like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, they're like off to the side drinking, just like, like we want to go to bed, stop. but we have to shepherd all these children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have two that I really like the idea of, so I've got to think about which one I actually want to do and what the situation mm. is. I'm going to think about this more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do this next week. We'll be back fair. next week. A I rare only, 50-50 episode. I, I know. There was only one possibility for me. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It truly was. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. All right. All right. Oh, sorry. Excuse me, you. this is me. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are sorry. you doing stealing my I just want this to be over. <laughs> All right, hit us up with your answers to this week's question on Twitter at RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. Do you hate winter? Support Sass goal to pound the freezing days to the ground <laughs> by chucking us a dollar or two on Patreon. Together, we can be comfortably warm. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash roguepodron. Do we Subscribe- just have it out for every are- season? Are you just gonna- <laughs> so you're just going to punch the ice into the ground? Apparently I am, and- yes. And that will magically make summer. <laughs> Apparently. If you subscribe, if you-, if you give us money, it will give me bigger fists. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a tough one to market. Let's go ahead and not make that one of our Patreon benefits. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, Podbean, I almost said Foodbean, Spotify, Google, any of your favorite podcatchers. There's a lot. Rate and review us on iTunes. Please. Be nice to us. <laughs> now it's your time to shine, Meg. <laughs> Oh my god, my chest hurts. The eels. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) Next time, join us for Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company 
state of the company. <laughs> That's Chapter what we're doing next time. <laughs> that is what we are doing next time. Yeah. So until then, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew 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 pew. We did it, folks. We finished the podcast. Okay, it's pressed. Pressed. Five, four, three, two, one. How? All right. Good enough. Good enough. Honestly, Rogue Padron. Colin, good Rogue enough. Padron, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> Seth, I just got your email inviting me to the Oh, notes. I'm glad. <laughs> well, good timing. <laughs> uh, you know what's great, Daddy, is that I wrote down the dramatic reading, but I didn't put the page number for myself in. <laughs> well, it's a few pages before chapter 24, obviously. Yeah. No, it's a few pages before chapter 34, and I changed it in the notes. Oh, actually, that helps. I think I found it. Oh, okay. did I? Yeah, I found it. We're all good. We're good here. Cool. They must have all their bookmark was. <laughs> <laughs> so was all right, let's go. Oh my god! All right, all right, all right we're good. All right, tonight. Are we starting? Uh, <laughs> I knew it, and I'm still mad. <laughs> That's why it never gets old. Is because you always get mad. They even uh, they even turned their whip classic. I even I just I think I think it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Anyway, maybe tonight, just this I'm once Pod- Danny will respect oh Meg. Maybe just this once Danny will be a good friend and actually let Meg get through it. Maybe just this once. You're an endless maybe. fountain of optimism. I really am. It's so stupid. I love that you just made the the Lord is testing me face. <laughs> <laughs>